Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing? How's how's summer treating you? All right. So a couple things I want to announce before we get into today's podcast. During the month of July, I am doing a podcast five-star contest. So if you're on iTunes and you go down to the bottom of the list of my all my podcasts, you can do a five-star review. And so rate it at five stars, give it a review. And I will see that date that it was done during the month of July, 2020. And on July 31st at five o'clock that day, I'm going to draw for a $200 Visa gift card. And I will uh, reach out to the person who sent that and get it to you. So you're going to have to... <laughs> When I, when I reach out to you via social media, you're going to have to say, hey, hey, it was me. Um, and uh, I'll find you and get that card to you. So um, I hope that motivates you to get on there and, and give me some, some props because I'm giving you some really great content. Also want to remind you to reach out to me on the socials. Lisa at ExclusiveCareerCoaching.com is my email address. You can find me on, on uh, Instagram at Lisa.Edwards. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Lisa Edwards, L-E-S-A. And as always, if you want to schedule a call with me, you can do a 45-minute call using the link in the show notes. We'll talk about where you're at now, where you want to go, how we're going to get you there, and I will prescribe the answer for you. And if that involves me, I will tell you what that will look like to work with me one-on-one. So today we're talking about returning to the office challenges and strategies. Um, A lot of you did get to keep your jobs during quarantine and you may have already returned to work or maybe you will be in the near future. Maybe you're sort of half in and half out of going back to work. But I'm seeing and feeling a lot of uncertainty around this. So, you know, you're thinking, (laughs) who still works here? You know, how have my coworkers been affected by the quarantine? How will the company be different? And so I want to kind of throw out what I'm seeing as the changes. So I did some research and some of these things were, were things that I already knew and some of them were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So variable, flexible work shifts for sure. Uh, certainly around even who comes back and when, but then once they're there, what does that look like? And a combination of work from home and in-office work is is absolutely for the, the at least recent future, the near future, that's going to be the the norm as some people are not um, a good candidate to come back into the office. There's also going to be office and workspace, physical reconfiguration for distancing purposes. There will be um, possibly installation of physical barriers. There will also be likely health checks at the beginning of each work shift, taking your temperature, that kind of thing. Certainly sanitation measures, both those that are being provided by your company and those that you're going to be expected to do, depending on your, your workplace. Also, there's going to be an action plan in the event that an employee tests positive. So what will that look like and what will happen? And that'll be a written policy. You'll probably have a pretty lengthy policy when you go back to work about COVID. There's going to be the introduction of health protocols. So this is how we're going to do this to avoid having this happen. Or this is what's going to happen once it does happen. And then policies around requests for work from home protocols, right? So employees are thinking of like, okay, we let everybody work from home for however long. Now we're asking them to come back to the office, but there's still going to be people getting sick. There's going to be people who are, you know, of an age or of a physical 
condition that they shouldn't come back to work. So we've got to create some policies around that. There's also going to be an increased focus on a contact-free workplace. So this was interesting to me, um, thinking about, you know, depending on the work that you're in, how can we reduce customers coming in contact with employees, employees coming in contact with other employees, et cetera. I think there's also going to be a fair amount of retraining and reskilling of employees based on the company's due direction, right? So this company used to make a product or provide a service that is no longer in demand or the demand has decreased dramatically because of COVID. So now they're in this other area. Now they're making, you know, hand sanitizers instead of beer. That's one of the ones that I've seen go on in our local area. And so how does that affect the workers and the jobs that they are tasked with doing and what retraining is needed or retooling of them is needed in order for them to do the new jobs? Also, I think there's going to be an easing in of duty. So especially, um, and this was one I had not thought of, but for people who are in very physical jobs, right? So they're working in a warehouse and they're moving pallets around or they're I don't know, at construction sites or whatever, and they haven't worked for several months, it would be foolhardy for them to come back in day one. They're doing the same thing they were doing on the last day of work. So they have to be eased in to the physical activity again to avoid a lot of workplace injuries. And then finally, there's going to be education programs around all of the above. So as these new policies are put in place, new protocols, new kind of workplace realities, all of that, there's going to be education provided by the company so that you understand what's going on and what your role is in that. So I'm certainly no expert in the health aspects of the workplace, so I'm not going to go there. (laughs) But I do want to focus on some best practices that you can personally adapt as you return to work, right? So you're going back into this work environment. How do you show up as the best version of yourself in this new world order? And I've come up with five kind of qualities that I think you have an opportunity to demonstrate or to develop if these are skills or qualities that you've not possessed before. Number one, I and I see it over and over again with everything that I'm reading and also the anecdotal information that I'm getting from clients is that flexibility. So many of the changes that I mentioned before just now require flexibility. So you want to be malleable in responding to the frequent changes that are going to happen in the workplace. And there are going to be missteps. Employers are going to think, okay, this is how we handle this situation. This is how we adapt. And then they're going to realize that they were completely wrong. And so you want to be that flexible employee who goes with the flow because people who dig their heels in and refuse to change are going to be Um, if not on the short list of people to get rid of, they're going to be put to the back in terms of assignments and opportunities for promotion. The other piece of this flexibility is, do you have an area of expertise that lends itself to one of the changes that I mentioned before? So for example, if you're excellent at training employees, maybe that's not been a part of your job, maybe it has been sort of informally, but could you play a role in retraining employees beyond your current department? Could you raise your hand and say, you know, to HR or to your boss, I'd really like a larger training role as this, you know, as we come back to work? Would you like the opportunity to serve on the health protocols committee? So maybe you have a background in health science, or you worked in the healthcare industry in the past, or you've dealt with uh, personal care of a, of a sick uh, individual, like a parent, and you feel like you have something unique or you yourself have a health limitation that makes you an ideal candidate to be on this kind of health protocols committee. 
does your strong back and your your sense of physical space lend itself to being a good person to help with the physical reconfiguration of the office? Would you be a great asset to the company in that regard? So that's number one, having that flexibility, being willing to go with the flow, being willing to adapt quickly to the changing world order. Number two is patience. And I think that's a first cousin of flexibility. So allowing the decision makers to get it wrong frequently before they get it right is going to be critical here. So not being that person that, you know, backstabs or talks negatively about the decision makers as they put their best foot forward and are honestly trying to get it right. So that's number two, patience. Number three is creativity. And I think those people who are creative and use their creativity to solve the problems that the workplaces are facing right now are also going to rise to the top. So how can you look at the problem differently than your coworkers? Um, I hate the expression thinking outside the box, so we'll just call it thinking creatively. But how can I look at this issue that nobody's been able to solve or they're really flummoxed by this situation and how can I bring my creativity to the table to help solve it or at least solve a piece of it. Number four is positivity and teamwork. This is going to be a key one. So there's going to be plenty of naysayers in the return to work process. Again, people who are digging their heels in and not wanting things to change at all. And you have a tremendous opportunity to be a force for positivity and teamwork. So you're going to have your moments of, you know, I really want to just scream my head off right now. I want you to do that in private, save it for elsewhere. And at work, you want to be the consummate team player who is on side with your boss, on side with the company, and really trying to help them move forward and not, not hindering their efforts. So that's number four, positivity and teamwork. Number five is leadership. So along with positivity and, t- positivity and teamwork, how can you use your leadership strengths in this time? So there are the, I always talk about leaders as being positional leaders and attitudinal leaders. So the positional leaders in your company are those that have that title. And they're, of course, the people who get to say what happens and what doesn't. But you have a tremendous opportunity, and if you are not a positional leader, to be an attitudinal leader. So you are demonstrating leadership characteristics, leadership skills. And when you do that, you will often have the the positional title to go with it quickly. So you want to, to the degree that you have leadership skills, that you recognize the leadership skills within you, this is a great time to use them. So that's number five, leadership. Number six is gratitude. I could not give you a list like this without gratitude, because I think that when you come to this situation, being grateful you have a job when so many people are out of work, that makes all the difference in the world. So you want to practice gratitude for your paycheck, your job, your coworkers, your company that weathered the situation when so many didn't. And having that gratitude really frames how you show up and how you respond to circumstances because you're, you're in the back of your mind, it's always but at least I have a job. At least I have a paycheck coming in and being truly grateful for that. So focusing on the good that you do have rather than what you don't have or what you have that you don't want really makes all the difference in this situation. And so I like a daily gratitude practice and mine looks like writing down five things each day that I'm grateful for and really feeling gratitude towards those things. 
So I encourage you to adapt a, adopt a gratitude practice. Think about how can I be intentionally grateful for what I have and, and what I've, um, what I've managed to keep during this time when so many have lost so much. I hope this has been helpful. And uh, as always, I want to be your career coach. So I said all that at the beginning. I won't say it again, but I will say I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.